welcome to Live Vedanta, a podcast where we explore simple living and high thinking. Each week, we join Vivek Gupta as he offers insights on bringing the divine into the daily. Vivekji has experienced much of what the world has to offer, whether it is attending an elite business school or traveling to almost 50 countries. However, tired with the inconsistent and incomplete peace associated with these pursuits, he decided to turn his journey within. Over the last decade, Vivekji has shared his observations on the signs of independent joy with communities across North America and beyond. In this week's episode, we continue our study of Chapter 18 of the Srimad Bhagavad Gita. We learn about the characteristics of the thinker, administrator, mobilizer, and helper. This continues our ongoing series, Finding Calmness in Chaos, which was originally recorded in Portland, Oregon. Also, as a reminder, today begins our week-long series on magical mantras, brought to you by Vivek Gupta and the team at Vichara Gurukula. More details on how to log into this free virtual event, go to medium.com slash Gurukula. The link is also available in our show notes so you can get that information directly. With that, on to the episode. Let me begin in Shloka 42. All lovely shlokas. Shamo damastapa shaucham. Shantir arjavam evacha. Nyanam vignana mastikyam. Brahma karma swabhavajam. Bhagavan Krishna is saying, Swabhavajam, one's nature is of Brahma Karma. Brahma Karma means a Brahmana. A Brahmana. If one's nature is to be that of a Brahmana, if. And now instead of just going through the literal meaning, we'll go through each word and focus on a deeper meaning to each word. If one is of the nature of shamaha, shamaha means, what does shamaha mean? A cool mind. Shamaha means having a cool mind. That's why we wear chandan, correct? Pujaswami Chinmayananda was in another country and someone came and asked him, why do you Hindus wear those dots on your forehead? And Gurudev went on to explain that a Hindu in the morning meets his or her creator, engages in sadhana, and at the end of that they take sandalwood paste, chandan, and they put it on their forehead because they've cooled their mind and it stays cool. And he said so, if you ever see a Hindu without a dot on their forehead, stay away from them. <laughs> They're going to be hot-headed. <laughs> Shamaha is having a cool mind, 
A cool mind is someone who doesn't react. Correct? Damaha. If shamaha is for the mind, damaha is for the body. Specifically the senses. Damaha means collected senses. Cool mind, collected senses. Where do our senses go? Everywhere. Today someone asked me, why does Ravana have ten heads? What is the symbolism behind that? They are the five organs of perception and the five organs of response or uh, action. So perception and action. And these, in Ravana's case, these ten heads, none of them is quiet. Every one of them is talking. Now if ten people are talking at the same time, who's talking? Nobody, because nobody's listening. Talking only becomes real if there's someone there to listen, correct? Dhamma has when your senses are collected. When you're seeing, you're seeing, and you're not trying to listen to another conversation also. That's what we do, isn't it? You're listening to someone, but you're seeing who else is coming. I think that person's more popular. I should slowly turn your body so you're like listening less and you start to look, oh, you're here too. <laughs> Damaha. Tapaha. We've studied this already. Tapaha means to? To burn. Burn what? Comfort zones. Burn comfort zones. Today I mentioned that our, our generation tends to be less tough than the generation above us. And if you take people of Indian origin specifically, what is not available in India? Personal space, <laughs> isn't it? On a train, is there any personal space on a train in Mumbai? <laughs> Those houses are behind, beside each other. You throw water from one house, it goes into another house. There's no personal space. And if there's no comfort zone, that means you're comfortable everywhere. Correct? Tapaha. Being comfortable irrespective of context. That's what a Brahmana is like. Next is Shaucham. Very important. What is the English saying relating to Shaucham? Cleanliness is next to godliness. What does the next part mean? Cleanliness leads to purity. Cleanliness is outside. If you're clean outside, there's a propensity to be pure inside. That's the godliness. Shaucham is cleanliness. Sometimes during our retreats or our yatras, I surprise our yatris by going into their room. And I never go into that room ever again afterwards. <laughs> I have to tell them and specifically the boys. I don't know what happens. I think someone else packs their suitcase and then they don't know what's going on so they just lift their whole suitcase and whatever comes out, comes out. It's like a fire hazard <laughs> being in those rooms. And the danger of that is if there's no shaucham outside, there's not going to be any organization inside then. Shaucham. Shamadama tapa shaucha kshantihi. Kshantihi means forgiveness. And this is a beautiful word. Within the word kshantihi, what other word is there? Shantihi, no? The more forgiveness you have, the more shantihi you have too, which is this calmness.
And even the word forgiveness is forgiving. If you never forgive anyone, then that person who's asked for forgiveness will be free. You won't be free. Forgiving. Tell me, what is the highest form of forgiveness? Highest form. To not take offense in the first place. You know, if someone apologizes for doing such and such, and you ask, what did you do? That shows your udasina, you're sitting above whatever happened. I don't even know what you did for you to apologize. But then you say, oh, it's okay, and you leverage that. Kshantihi. <laughs> and a lovely, a lovely attitude is arjava. Arjava. What does this sound like? What does arjava sound like? Arjuna. Arjava means to be straightforward, means to be simple. All the Pandavas were great, but Arjuna was an open book. That's saying he was a clean slate in all ways. He was like a youth's brain. We studied that today, correct? I love that statement. Imagine that an adult went through high school. <laughs> The teachers would be frustrated, the students would be <laughs> frustrated. But an infant, as an example, whatever you teach them, they'll learn that. Arjavam, and what Guruji had shared about this, he said it's this straightforwardness that leads to fearlessness. When you think and speak and act in the same way and someone says, where were you at such and such time? There's fearlessness, this is where I was. This is what I meant. I'd heard someone say, if you wouldn't do it in front of your grandparents, don't do it. Imagine we all had to live by that for 24 hours. What would we do? We'd just lie down in bed. <laughs> There's a fearlessness that comes with arjavam. Next is jnana. What does jnana mean? Knowledge. Jnana doesn't mean knowledge. Jnana means that which makes you quieter. That which makes you quieter. Now at OSU and PSU and PCC, and I'll keep on throwing letters like that, it's got to be some sort of school, right? <laughs> Do they teach Jnana in university or college? They teach information. Jnana happens when you come to a setting like this and one learns to become more inward-looking. So here, Lord Krishna is saying, someone who's a Brahmana is someone who becomes more and more quiet or more and more calm. Then Vijnana. Vijnana means Vishesha Jnana. A special knowledge, special knowledge we call as wisdom. The special knowledge is wisdom. When you hear that your nature is divine, what stops us from actually feeling that we are di uh, divine? What's stopping us from feeling we are divine? We don't think the message is real. Only that which I can perceive is real. And secondly, we don't think that message is personal. You may be divine, but this message is not personal to me. Vijnana is when you take that jnana and you know this is real and personal. That's how this becomes wisdom.
The realness comes with mananam and the personalness comes with nididhyasana. Real and personal. And finally, astikya. Astikya, being a believer. Asti means isness. Nasti means is notness. Astikya means having faith. Astikya is picking up on having faith. How many of you in this room were meeting for the first time? We're seeing each other for the first time. One, only one person. Okay, a few people. If I asked why you came here, I would presume you've came here out of belief. Belief of Chinmay Mission or belief of a friend who invited you. And the evolution of belief is faith. Belief tends to be someone else's, faith tends to be your own. And what's the evolution of faith? Trust. Trust is even more deep where whatever you had faith in, you're coming to experience that then. So here, astikya means having faith leading to trust. Did you count how many virtues are mentioned here? Count. Nine. Please note that number because we're going to study Kshatriyas and Vaishyas and Shudras and those numbers are different. There's nine right here. What Bhagavan Krishna, from a Samaj level, you'll note that all nine of these, none of these are karmas. All of these are attitudes. They're all virtues. None of these are karmas. Look at them. Is believing a karma? Is being pure an action? None of them are karmas. And since they're not karmas, when do they have to be practiced? Always. They're attitudes, which means they have to be practiced always. There are no excuses, there are no buts, there's no busyness. And with these attitudes, one becomes more. Sattva means like Sat. Sat means that which is grounded. And the example is of an anvil. When I say anvil, what do you think of? The Roadrunner, correct? And Wiley Coyote, yes? Every episode there's an anvil, but nothing ever happens to that anvil, correct? A Brahmana is someone who's predominantly Sattvic. And what makes them a Brahmana? Did it say your father's profession? Did it say what village in Tamil Nadu you were born in? These are attitudes. It doesn't matter what age you're in. It doesn't matter how much hair or lack of hair you have. These are attitudes to be practiced always, irrespective of space, time, and matter. Here is your sutra. Responsibilities empower rest. Responsibilities empower rest. If you practice these nine attitudes, how will you sleep tonight? You will sleep well. If you're pure, you've worked hard, you're straightforward, you feel quieter, there is more rest then. If things don't work out outside, but you've worked on your inside, there's rest. Okay, this makes more sense if we study the rest also. 
Aman Shloka 43. We now take up a Kshatriya. Shauryam Tejo Dhritir Daksham. Yudhe Chapya Palayanam. Dhanam Ishwara Bhavascha. Shatram karma swabhavajam. Swabhavajam, the nature of kshatram karma, the nature of a kshatriya. What is their nature? Shauryam. What does shauryam mean? Valor. Whenever I think of this word shauryam, I'm reminded of the mother in Bahubali. You know that mother? She says, my word is a law. That's like shaurya. But you see, her word was wrong, isn't it? Finally, her word became wrong. For a lot of the time it was right, but finally it was wrong. But someone who has this, this pride of being valorous, there's almost a stubbornness to it. Stubbornness, shaurya. Teja, teja means one who's bright, one who shines. And because they shine, what do they want to do? Show everyone else, isn't it? If you have a new car, you have a, the newest model of Tesla that's been released, what do you do with it? You just drive it around. You have nothing to do, but you still drive it around, correct? <laughs> right, you're not paying for gas, may as well drive it around. <laughs> This teja, driti, driti means fortitude or steadfastness. I'm reminded of Karna. Karna knew that these are his brothers. Karna knew that the Pandavas had Bhagavan Krishna. But still Karna held on to the idea of a transactional relationship being more important than a divine relationship. There's a selfishness, selfishness that is impinging on all of this. Daksha. Daksha is like Daksha. Daksha means dexterous. And this word Daksha actually comes earlier in Srimad Bhagavad Gita in a positive sense. One who is Daksha is able to understand all variables, process all their variables, make a decision and commit to that. That is an amazing ability, no? Quickly process, make a decision and commit to it. Like in athletics, someone who has field vision, they know where the pass is going to go, they steal the ball and pass it to the next person. Already before anyone knows what's happening. But here, Daksha is talking about one's, one's talents and who do they attribute these talents to? Themselves. When so many other people contributed to those talents, to that skill set. Daksha. Apalayana. Palayana means to retreat. Apalayana means to never retreat. Here it says in war you should never retreat. How did the nationalist socialists, the Nazis, lose the war? Where did they go and where did they freeze? 
in Russia, correct? And if they only came back or paused and waited to understand the nature of the winter in Russia and how big Russia is, thankfully they didn't. I want you to know that I'm saying thankfully they didn't. But see, Appalayana, one should know when, okay, I need to call a timeout. I need to huddle, I need to regroup and turn around. Dana. Confusing, no? Didn't we just study Dana, Yagnya, Dana, Tapa? Here Dana is again mentioning a Kshatriya. Why does a Rajasic person donate? Why are they generous? To see their name in light and also to feel good? Keep going. For return and influence, correct, networking. For networking. I donate to you because I want you to donate back as an example. It's an exchange value. We do that with our weddings, isn't it? <laughs> you invited me to your wedding, so now I have to invite you to my wedding. But actually, you didn't want to invite me, then why did you invite me? Now I have to invite you. <laughs> this dana is a form of networking, so people know this is the type of person I am. And they have those, if you go to a casino, there's a high rollers area, correct? That you can't go there if you're not paying that much. Dana. And finally, Aishwarya. Ishwara bhavas, same as Aishwarya. Bhava means to feel, and Ishwara means to feel like one is God. And we see that a lot in kings, isn't it? We call them Mahi Pati, the Lord of the world. And we see that in a lot of movies too. What should be esteem devolves into this extreme arrogance. Esteem is needed. I need to know that I can do this. But to think only I can do this, then there's that God mentality that develops. Certain professions are like that too, the God syndrome, correct? This is the nature of a Kshatriya. A Brahmana is a thinker. A Kshatriya is a administrator. Okay, thinker and an administrator. As you study these, how many were mentioned? Seven. And if there's less that is mentioned, is that a strength or a weakness? in basketball because you have a basketball team. What's a triple-double? When in three categories you have double digits, 10 rebounds, 10 passes or assists, and 10 points. A quadruple-double? Even rarer, correct? I have 10 blocks also. Here, the demands are less because that person is less. Understood? But if you're you have more potential that's being released, more is expected of you. Less is expected over here. This is showing us that lesser nitya is coming in. With the earlier part, nitya. None of these are karmas. These are slowly becoming karmas. So there's less nitya. And one point we must understand in our study when you wake up in the morning, do you look in the mirror and um, remind yourself of your gender? 
Do I look in the mirror and say, you are a male, this is your name? I don't, unless you feel, the way you feel about your name and gender, unless you feel that towards Brahman, one will never be enlightened. One will never be freed. That's why Nitya is most important. We see this word all the time, Nitya, Sada, Nirantaram, Satatam, constant, perpetual, always. If there's any break, one cannot be free then. And that means it's not external again. This is internal. You can't be professionally at work all the time. You can't be at school all the time. You can't be in the kitchen all the time. You can't be in the bed all the time. It's not external, but your knowledge and vision, that can be all the time. And when it reaches all the time, one is free. The way I feel that I'm a, a male, if I can feel that I'm divine, I am free then. But as my strength goes down, that nitya goes down too. Your sutra is, for 43, enjoy your company. Enjoy your company. You see in this shloka in 43, a lot of what a kshatriya does is for who? For others. Whereas a brahmana, they do what they do for? themselves, but not in a selfish way. A kshatriya is someone who's more insecure. They're the person who's busy instead of engaged. We have to learn to enjoy our own company. And Pujaswami Chinmayananda shared, if you don't enjoy your own company, why do you inflict it upon others? What a smart way to encapsulate this teaching. Now we bring in the other two varnas also. Krishi Gauraksha Vanijyam Vaishya Karma Swabhavajam Paricharyatmakam Karma Shudrasyapi Swabhavajam Bhagavan says here, Swabhavajam, one's nature. Vaishya karma, one's nature is that of a Vaishya, which is a mobilizer. And what does a mobilizer engage in? Krishi. Krishi means agriculture. What does Krishi sound like? Sound like? Krishna. Krishna means the one who plows. The one who plows. Whenever you plow, you, like if I plow a path, the water flows towards me. Because Krishna also means that which attracts. So he's plowing to create a path towards us. Krishi means one who's engaged in, engaged in agriculture. Is this an attitude or, a, or an action? See, it's become an action now, full out become an action. And though it says Gauraksha, really the word is Raksha, Gau means cows, one who protects cows or is a cow herd. Bhagavan Krishna is a Gopa, Gopati, the one who protects the cow. And why I'm saying the word is Raksha, 
because. Do we worship cows? Why do you worship cows? In a very practical sense, why we worship cows is because back in the day, infant mortality was quite high. How does a child continue to live then? Cow's milk. Shri Kabir was found in Varanasi. Found as in literally in a basket, just abandoned there. And his foster parents picked him up. But his foster mother, she wasn't pregnant, she wasn't lactating. Shri Kabir was able to look at a cow and make that cow lactate. And that's how he survived. There's so many miracles associated with Shri Kabir. When Shri Kabir heard his disciples fighting, because he had Hindu and Muslim disciples, he said enough. And he went into this small hut with a sheet and put it on him. And they were fighting outside and then they saw this light rise. So both groups of disciples went inside and lifted that sheet and what was there? Flowers. A bed of flowers. And the Hindus took that and burned it and the Muslims took that and buried it. And my point again is miracles. What we call is miracles. This is fun for them. We don't just worship cows. There's a practical element, but goats and dogs and elephants and everything. Raksha. Vanijam. Business like Vanik. Vanik is a merchant. Vanijam is someone who's engaged in trading. These are the responsibilities of someone who is a Vaisha. Are any of these attitudes? All actions. How many? Three. What was the first number? Nine. Then? Then? Three. Less responsibilities, you know? Coming back to basketball, if I'm the best player on the team, how many times will I touch the ball? Nine times. If I'm the second best player? Seven. If I'm the third best player? Three. And then you'll see the fourth best player, how many times will they touch the ball? Once. And their job is only to pass the ball. <laughs> They're not allowed to shoot. What's, uh, sorry, that is shared here. Pari charyatmakam karma. Sobhavajam shudra api. Sobhavajam. The nature of a shudra, the work they engage in is pari charyatmakam. That is to help. A shudra is to help. Out of these four types of people, only the Vaishya, only the mobilizer is allowed to earn a profit. Brahmanas do not earn an income. Kshatriyas, all that they earn is for the people. They actually are like bankers, really. Money comes, but money goes. Taxes come, they distribute that. Vaishyas, they can earn a profit. And Shudras, they are more like substance living, like a barter system. Everyone's with me? Historically. In this shloka, Bhagavan Krishna is trying to teach us that if we're a Vaishya, we have this mentality of earning a profit, those profits are conditioned by space, time, and matter. They came in space, time, and matter, which means they are going to go in space, time, and matter. So why 
Are we depending on this prophet? It doesn't make sense if one wants calmness. And the sutra will make this more clear. The sutra for 44 is, test your security. Test your security. How many of you work in cybersecurity? How many of you have been to hackathons before? Right, your job essentially is to test the security of your own company or another company or if you're a spy, other nations. Correct, that happens also. Test your security. What do we do for security? What's our security? Your 401k, correct? That's your security. Your kids looking after you as you grow up. That's your security. Test it and you will find. That was created with finite means and so that will be uncreated with finite means also. We have a strong propensity to acquire. The more I acquire, the more I am secure. Like Ravana, isn't it? He was in the most protected area, but he left that area because he knew there was, that was a pleasure palace. Which is why Rishi Patanjali teaches in his eight limbs of yoga, limb number one is yama. Yama means don'ts. Don'ts, then do's, and on and on and on. One of those don'ts is called aparigraha. Graha means to hold. Parigraha means to hoard. Hold is one element. Hoarding is another. He says aparigraha. You should not own anything that you don't use. If you're not using it, don't own it. Because if you own it, you have to think about it. Correct? Some of the homes I go to, I like to go to their mandirs. And some of the mandirs I see are like gift shops in Niagara Falls. They have 17 murtis of Bhagavan Ganesha, 42 bottles of water from various rivers, and on and on and on. And how are those mandirs? Dusty. Old flowers. Because there's so much there that one doesn't give the thought to shaucha. But if you have a icon of one's God and one's Guru, you will ensure that that's clean because you're always thinking of that. Aparigraha. You shouldn't even have murtis that you don't use. This is a most um, practical don't because it teaches us what security is. Security is not external, security is internal. Now, really, the most important shloka for today is this one. I feel that the three other shlokas I read are more fascinating. I find them to be quite fascinating that you see specifically how responsibilities are different for each type of personality, but this is packaged beautifully in this last shloka. And I've made a note here that Guruji, when we studied this, said this is very important. Sve sve karmanya bhirataha Samsiddhim labate naraha Swakarmanirata siddham 
सिद्धिंदती तुणु नर ह्यूमन लभते गेम्स सिद्धि सिद्धि मीन्स पवर् सिद्धि मीन्स पीस The greatest power is peace. How do they do this? Abhirata by being dedicated to karma, to action, to their responsibilities. But who's sway sway to each their own? Swakarma nirataha sidhim by following through with one's responsibilities, one experiences siddha. When you hear siddha, what should you be thinking of? Siddhabhari, the abode of those who are at rest, the abode of those who are peaceful. Yatha vindati, so is taught. Tachrnu, so listen. Bhagavan Krishna saying, when he says listen, he means carefully. So we'll open this up. One swabhava determines one's dharma. Your nature, specifically your mind, determines your responsibilities. For someone who's immature, not a lot of responsibilities. For someone who's mature, a lot of responsibilities. Swabhava determines dharma. And what determined your swabhava? What determined your nature? Yesterday, no? The way you thought yesterday determined today. What's going to determine our swabhava tomorrow? Today. Our swabhava is dynamic. It keeps on evolving or devolving. Chaos or calmness. One's evolution determines one's dharma, one's responsibilities. And when one follows through with dharma, this leads them to swadharma. The word swa here means one's nature, which is joy. In this room, everyone has the same swadharma. Every one of us has the same swadharma, and that is to be independently joyous. But every one of us has a different path to get there. Like here's our ashram. If you live from in Beaverton, you have to get come from here. Hillsborough from here. Seattle from here. Vancouver from here. From Niagara Falls, from here. From Chicago, from here. So imagine Swadharma is coming to Haridwar, but the Dharma is dependent on where you are. In this case, who you are. As we discuss the different Varnas, tell me what Varna means. Very good. What does Varna not mean? Caste. Varna does not mean caste. Who said it meant caste? The British. The British meant, consciously said that Varna means caste. Whenever you think of caste, a caste cannot be changed, like a caste mold, correct? Cannot be changed. So an invader came and said, this is what your scriptures are teaching to us. And we said, yes. Because no backbone. And I told you why. The corrupt brahmanas and the invaders took away our spine. So we said yes. That's how you 
verbally abuse a person, you just keep saying you're useless, you're useless, you're useless, the next morning you didn't even have to tell them. They're already telling themselves, I'm useless, I'm useless, I'm useless. Varna means color. Did you see the color of the sky as you came here today? How it changes, every night it's different. Today there is actually sun. <laughs> and now when you leave, the color will be different again. And when you think of a rainbow, is a color more important than another color? They're not more important. Each color is important. You cannot have a rainbow if you delete violet, correct? I think you all studied Vibgyor, correct? But it's interesting, in the West, we study Roigbv. Literally, like when I studied science, it was Roigbv, but I, my parents, it was Vibgyor. Isn't that so interesting? But if you remove the violet, then it becomes Roigbv. <laughs> and yours becomes, you forget it. <laughs> They're all important, and I mentioned to all of us, we have all of the gunas. We're predominantly one, but we have all of the gunas. So if I go around saying shudras are useless, if I say that, that means I am too. Isn't it? Because I'm also a shudra in certain times, in certain ways that I think. Guruji had shared with us for this. Every person has equal opportunity but not every person has equal capability. Equal opportunity, yes, but not equal capability. When we engage in holy tomorrow, people who run fast, you will not be able to put holy powder on them. They will slow down just for your indulgence. But equal opportunity, everyone can have holy powder, but not everyone has equal capability to get everyone. And slow people, they have the most color on them. But it is equal opportunity. When you go to those uncles who are, you know, they're giving that color, and you should see how overwhelmed they are. There's hands coming above them, there's hands coming below them, <laughs> there's hands coming from all over the place. And they don't see, okay, there's a brown hand, there's a small hand, there's a handsome hand. There's a rich hand, you know, I saw that ring. <laughs> it's equal opportunity, but it is not equal capability. Elaborating on this more with great specifics, remember your rad from yesterday. Your reflection adventure of the day was to find out how you are with knowledge, sorry, with vision and action and understanding with Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. How many of you tried? Okay. If your personality composition is 80% Sattvic, 80%, 15% Rajasic, and 5% Tamasic, and now you have various frameworks. You have four now, correct? Vision, action, understanding, and happiness or experience. Then you are a Brahmana. You have the most sattva in your personality, which means you have the most responsibility, isn't it? God has the most responsibility in the world. Sattva, like God. If you have 15% sattva, 
80% rajas and 5% tamas, then one is a kshatriya. There is more rajas in this personality than sattva. One is a, is a kshatriya then. Because one is thinking more about themselves, less responsibilities. If one has 5% sattva, 80% rajas and 15% tamas, one is a vaisha then. The kshatriya has more sattva, the vaisha has more tamas. And finally, if you have 5% sattva, 15% rajas and 80% tamas, one is a shudra. One has the least amount of divinity that is being expressed. Inherently, they are as divine as everyone else, but it's just not being expressed. So they have less responsibilities. Their only responsibility is to help others. The sutra here is water your own grass. Water your grass. Delete the word own. Water your grass. Where is the grass the greenest? Where you water it, isn't it? If I water your grass, your grass becomes greener. But if I water my grass, my grass becomes greener. If I'm a kshatriya, I shouldn't be looking at, hey, look at what that shudra is doing and then label that person. And that person's a vaisha. I should focus that I'm a kshatriya and I should grow more through becoming more responsible, becoming more virtuous. Water your grass. Our first evening, we tried to study in finding calmness and chaos to break, break our extrovert thinking that chaos is outside. Our first evening was for us to at least open our minds that chaos may not be outside, chaos may be what I'm projecting. On our second evening, hoping that we tuned into that, if chaos is not outside but chaos is inside, I want to know how do I let go of that chaos? How do I evolve? How do I find calmness? And from a macro level, we said our vision should be sattvic, our actions should be sattvic, our understanding should be sattvic, and our experience then will be sattvic, macro. Today we went at this in a micro level. What does sat being sattvic mean in more detail? It means shama, dhamma, tapa, shauta, shaucha, chanti, arjava, jnana, vijnana, and astikya. In other words, I have to perpetually be trying to invoke virtues. When? Nitya. Perpetually. And when I become fully virtuous, then I grow up from being Vivek or even Sattvic, then I'm called Bhagavan. Bhagavan is the one who is Bhagya. What does Bhagya mean? Fortunate, the one who has fortune. 
talents and the fortunes that Bhagavan has is virtues. You know, so many of these virtues are Bhagavan's, like Jnana is one of Bhagavan's virtues. Aishwarya is one of Bhagavan's virtues. To complete this evening, if you look at Bhagavan Rama's icon, even in his family picture, he's still standing straight, isn't he? In couple pictures, like today we took some pictures casually of Vyasa and I. So Vyasa had his head on my shoulder, so I put my head on his head, you know? Both of us were like leaning on each other. In Bhagavan Rama's picture, Mother Sita's kind of leaning on him. What is he doing? He still has his bow. It's a family picture. He still has his profession with him. Every part of Bhagavan Rama, from his feet to his crown, is straight. And what's distinct about this is his smile. He is smiling. Now, if you look at Bhagavan Krishna, every part of Bhagavan Krishna is crooked. And if you don't like the word crooked, curved, fine. His toes, his feet, his ankles, his knees, his hips, his elbows, his fingers, his neck, his chin, his mouth, his eyes, even his peacock feathers curved. But what's distinct about Bhagavan Krishna also? His smile. Whether straight or curved, Bhagavan, God, there is no chaos. There is only silence, not even quietude. Silence. So I'll prove this to you. On the count of three, I want you to yell so loud that whoever is in this building comes running, as in, you know, there's a fire in here. Okay? I'm giving you permission right now. Don't do this every time you come here. One, two, three. Ah! That was quite good. But we can do a little bit better, okay? So the people in the building you heard, but there's another building <laughs> right over there. One, two, three. And now, silence. See, to be noisy or chaotic, you have to do so much. And to be silent or calm, what do you have to do? Just be.